Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And this is a teen drama fan cast. There you go. Do I say that? Yes, every time. Oh. Every time. Oh, no. I started, I went down a hole. I was like, I recently relaunched my blog. I should not talk about that. And then I thought about how this week's OC was brought to us by Riverdale. So you so you went directly from us doing our introduction right into, now what sort of nonsense can I talk about? And yeah. forgot to finish the introduction. I just skipped way over like a lot of things. Yeah, no, you uh, you kind of lost it there. But Kevin, do you have something you want to talk about? No, this week's OC yeah. brought to us by Riverdale. It was, yeah. We have not talked about this episode, but like, was it a good episode? It was. It. It was like the second half of last episode. Yeah, but there was no to be continued on. No, no. It 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 was like somebody gave the person the writer of this episode the last it's not even like the last few pages. It's like he gave him like the last 10 pages but took away the very last one. And they were like do a thing. All right, now what do I do from here? Yeah. Can I talk about like sidebar? I recently have gotten really into binge watching The Flash. Because I think Grant Gustin is just the most likable young man. It's good to have him play the Flash then. He may may be my age. He's probably my age. But I'm just like, Mm. oh, look at you, Grant Gustin. You are so (laughs) likable. There's certain people that's like, ah, you're a kid. Which is great because he was on Glee and he was not likable on Glee. (laughs) Anyway, I'm like midway through the third season. And please don't spoil things for me. I don't care that much. But I was watching an episode, and they were like, this episode, things happened. All the superheroes got abducted to be continued on Arrow. Yeah. And I was oh, like, what? Right, that's when they, they did a... Um, to be continued on a different TV series. Yeah, that, that was that's like the huge thing is that there's the... It's all based on Arrow, so it's called the Arrowverse. I but know. But they, they did that huge crossover. This might have been during that thing because they did Flash, Arrow... Um, um, Supergirl and Legends of Legends Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they just were like, oh, these are all now the exact, these are the same thing. And, like, often the characters kind of cross over, and then I'm like, oh, I have not seen these characters for a season, and now these people are dating. Cool. And I don't care a lot about that. Yeah. But don't give me a to-be-continued-on-in-different-TV series. I think I think that that just means you have to go find that episode. Usually they set them up that you can just watch that episode. Oh, no. I just ignored it. I was like, whatever. I know they're all going to live because it's like episode five. <laughs> Fair so. enough, I guess. Ain't no one going to die on episode five. DC, DC does better with its uh, connected universe in, uh, um, in DV than it does in movies. Yeah. Yeah, no, the movies don't want to But, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy and Angel used to have a lot of crossovers, and their crossovers would be, like, Buffy would be, like, mm, I'm going to L.A. And now the next episode. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. So you it, literally did not have to watch the crossover thing. Yeah, but... Or I, Angel would show up, and you'd be like, hey, cool, Angel, and then he'd go. But I think, I think we're sort of in a stage now where, with the Marvel movies, people are willing to accept a little bit more extreme crossovers. Because they used to be how it was with comic books. Like, comic books would be like, hey, this is, you know, this person's comic book, but there's a lot of other stuff that's going on here. Yeah, I don't care when, like, Oliver Queen shows up and he's like, I'm in this episode, I'm a mentor. <laughs> but when you start a story and then you're like, the story will finish on a different TV series. Wait, does Oliver Queen, is he a pseudo-mentor for The Flash? Yes. That's weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, one of them has superpowers and one of them has a bow and arrow. Yes, they talk about that. Yeah, they're well, they're a different kind of superhero. Yeah, they yeah. agree. They think that's they, accurate. <laughs> so they're so they're saying they're being like, "I will mentor you." How? I don't know. Responsibility and stuff. Wear a mask. That <laughs> seems good. Yeah, come on. Look, look. You run very fast. I can't do that. I run pretty fast. <laughs> He's like, "I'll shoot an arrow at you," and <laughs> don't get hit. Know, good do, training. I don't know. Do something about it. Do you want to do you want to do the salmon ladder? No. no. <laughs> I'm the Flash. I'm not I'm not the burly man. You're the burly man. And the girl, the girl would be like, "Hmm, I watch all over all over you the salmon ladder, but also he has other skills." <laughs> do they do they now call out how much he does the salmon ladder? Oh yes. That's all I can remember from what like the first I think what's the first season and a half of Arrow mm-hmm. is like at least once per every two episodes. He hits the salmon ladder. And then at one point, she's dating a character played by Brendan Roth. You yeah. know Brendan Roth. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> but his character in the DC TV series, not Superman. No. He plays Adam? Superman in a movie, and then they're like, all right. Next. They're like, that's good. Now, but... other DC TV show. The movie was badly written. That was not his fault. And he's very good on the TV show. He's like handsome, smart, but kind of dumb guy. Yeah. Well, he... Man, I really like Brandon Roth. He does sort of have that vacant look in his eyes. That handsome, smart, but dumb guy. Yeah, when he was uh, the um, the vegan guy mm. in uh, Scott Pilgrim, he he had just the perfect, like, slightly vacant, like, I'm not really paying attention to you look. And that's his DC-verse character. <laughs> but so at one point, the girl the from girl. Arrow, yes. her name is Felicity, but really her role is to be... The girl. Yeah, well, she's Black Cat, I would assume. No. No, she's not? No. Not um, Felicity? Black, Felic- so Black oh, wait, Canary. Black, sorry, Black Cat is Marvel. That's my bad. You're thinking of Black Canary, though. It's yes. reasonable. No, that's not Felicity. That is a character played by Katie something or other. Anyway. Well, in in in, in uh, Marvel, the Black Cat is played by, is her secret identity is Felicity something. Because Felicity means cat, I guess. Sure. In D.C., Felicity is, like, their smart person. She becomes yeah. the CEO of a company. She's, like, an expert hacker. Right, yeah. she's Yeah, she's that. Yeah. yeah, she's that character. Yes. So she has this one scene where she's dating the Brad and Roth character, and she goes yeah. to Kate, Caitlin Snow, yeah. who is from Flash, who is, like, a smart doctor. Yeah. And is never romantically interested in the Flash. Yeah. Shockingly. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I'm not all the way to the end, but still. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. A plus. She clearly has other things going on. Yeah. So Felicity's talking to Caitlin. She goes, and she's dating the Brett and Rucker, and she's like, yeah, it's like, like I'm dating Barry, but he's in Oliver's body. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're the smart person character. Aww. No. Aww. But then she goes, don't tell anyone I said that. And I'm like, thanks, TV show. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> All right. You've done bad work. You've done bad and you tried to take it back, but it was already there. So. So. Great. We should probably do our show, though. We're our not, show. We're not talking about The Flash. And <laughs> People like TV shows they can watch right now. Yeah, that's true. And also they like The O.C. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do this. This is The O.C. Season 2, Episode 5, The Snow Sea. The Snow Sea. Hey. 
very hard to whisper. I want to applaud the uh, the OC for doing the snow sea. And, my favorite thing. And they make it work in universe. In universe, it exists. They call it the snow sea. And if I was going to school, I would probably be like, uh, lay. But since I'm watching it, watching it from afar, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Great work. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I know. Who, it was so bad, who but you so think good. in universe came up with that? Because they, like, I mean, I don't think it's actually a character, but I mean, man. <laughs> I'm going to guess it was Dr. Lee? What is the name of the principal? Oh, the principal who, does, who likes to snitch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I it was definitely her. her. She, she was, uh, yeah, she was a doctor. I can't remember. Dr. Kim? Dr. Kim. Yeah. It was definitely Dr. Kim. <laughs> and she was like, Marissa, as you know, you're the head of social committee. And Marissa was like, really? Oh. <laughs> I thought I lost that position last year. It's true. That does come up again. And Dr. Kim's like, no, no. You're the head of the social committee. As you know, every year we have this dance. A winter dance. The Snow Sea. I came Marissa's up with that like, name. Do we? I don't think this has come up before in canon. And Dr. Kim's like, no, we do. I came up with it when I went to the school. We do it. You don't remember because you were overdosing in Mexico. We had that dance. We had that. You, were, you just weren't there. It was crazy. It's possible. <laughs> the killers were there. <laughs> you didn't even know. There was a Ferris wheel. As the we Ryan have... Atwood kid would just stare at it for the entire night. <laughs> no, he was in Mexico where she was doing overdosing, oh, right? He was, they were all down in Mexico. I thought that was before school. Who knows? Nah, who knows? Uh, it's all a joke, She Aaron. was probably with Bolivar. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, okay. uh, so we... So we set up. It's a lot of just like breaking down the last episode, which is insane. Yeah, because I thought it was the next day, but then later on in this pre-credit scene, they're like, "Oh, on Saturday this thing happened." No, it, so this is Monday, and that was the weekend, I guess. But they have not spoken about this until now. now to be fair, that's what happens in high school. If something happens on like the weekend, like at a party or just an event you're going to. You, you, you never, you're, you're serious. You never have something happen that you're like, well, I guess I'll be dealing with this on Monday. The reason I'm making this face at you that our audience cannot see. Yeah. Is because Ryan and Seth live together. And this episode begins. <laughs> no, yes, I understand. Seth recapping what no, happened. No, yes, I understand them talking to each other makes no sense because Ryan goes, or Seth goes to Ryan's room every morning. It's true. I more mean the fact that they haven't talked to eat like... Yeah, the girls the not girls. talking to each other makes sense. Yes. Uh, I just have to assume that Seth, like, arrived at school and he was like, Ryan, let me recap what has occurred. <laughs> and Seth, and Ryan was like, I hate that you do this every morning, but okay. You told me about this yesterday. You're telling me again? We've already talked. All right, sure, let's do this. I'll pretend, I'll pretend that didn't happen. All right. What happened on the weekend, Seth? Anyway. Tell me about Alex. Seth thinks that he's super into Alex and Ryan's super into Lindsay, so they should both ask each other to the big dance. Yeah. And then Ryan's like, you know, when there's big dances, things go super wrong for me, so yeah. maybe not? We get more of a genre Ryan who's starting to panic. It's good to see me like, no, no, no. It's <laughs> happening again. And then Seth's like, hey, it's my turn. I've never punched anyone. <laughs> and Ryan's like, Ugh, maybe I'll just go alone. Meanwhile, meanwhile uh, Summer doesn't want Marissa to go alone. So clever. Because Marissa's still hiding DJ. Yep. And yeah. there's debriefing and banter. And then Zach's feelings are super hurt about this whole Seth thing. <laughs> because cause Summer literally can't 
She stop, cannot stop talk, talking about Seth. Yeah, talking about or talking to Seth. I mean, I feel for Zach. It's pretty aggressive. It's worse than Marissa and Luke. Yeah, it's worse than the Marissa Ryan, Marissa DJ thing. Because yeah. at least Marissa sometimes talks about her parents. <laughs> Summer literally only talks to or about Seth. Yeah, we don't get much else than, uh, than that. So, meanwhile, in a series of hilarity that comes up in literally every scene Sandy is in. My favorite thing was, is that, uh, what we'll see for the rest is that Sandy and uh, uh, Kirsten will not appear in the other storyline. No, <laughs> just their own storyline. So, anyway, continue. Um, at the beginning of literally every scene, so we'll stop talking about this after now, yeah. Sandy calls Caleb. Yeah. And, and leaves a voicemail. Yeah. Because Caleb is super ignoring him. Yeah. Every, every time he's like, like, hey, Caleb, please respond. I am your lawyer. You literally need to call me back. I've never seen a lawyer try so hard <laughs> to be the lawyer and the client just be like, I don't. <laughs> Remember, Sandy lost his job. Like, Caleb yes. won. Caleb yes. wanted Sandy B's lawyer so bad. And Sandy lost his super well-paying, super fancy job because of Caleb. Yeah, and Caleb was like, like, like I need your help so much. No, never mind. Now that I have you, I don't want you. I mean, that's what women do, right? <laughs> Caleb's a woman? <laughs> I guess. All right. Well, what you guys need to know, because we're not going to say this again, literally any scene Sandy's in begins with a phone call to Caleb. Yes. Until we tell you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So... I was very distracted, though, during the scene. I'm sure they talked about very important things. Yeah. But I thought Caleb, or sorry, I thought Sandy was making eggs in, like, a pot. Like, a pot you'd make noodles in. I wasn't really paying attention to that. And then eventually I realized he was actually just cracking eggs and, like, whisking them up in a stainless steel um, bowl. All right. But because I was so distracted, I don't know what else happened in this scene. Oh, mostly they're just, they just, it's more recapping. Because keep in mind, this was watched week to week like we are. Yes. So we have to be recapped on it. And even though there's already a recap, we have to have an in-universe recap. In case we forgot. And it's mostly him being like, well, okay, everyone talk to me. Um, He's like, what, what is he hiding that's worth going to jail for? I'm like, I guess it's something that's more shameful than illegal. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And Kristen's like, I can't ask you things, but also maybe? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then... Ryan goes to talk to Lindsay. And Lindsay is like, no! Lind- Lindsay backtracks so hard she has whiplash. She essentially... He's like, maybe you want to go to a dance? And she's like, no! We're physics lab- partners. We're lab partners. And Ryan's like, what? <laughs> like... Well, Just we, like 100% of like, the audience. We could not be or be like that for the rest of the, yes, the year. Imagine she's coming up with, with excuses, and they're bad excuses. And she's like, what about when we break up and it's awkward? And he's like, um, what do you mean? <laughs> what's this when? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? We Relation- haven't even kissed yet. Relationships always end badly. I'm like, oh, Lindsay, no. And... I mean, at the end of the episode, we're like, hmm, she has bad role models. Yeah, and also, I guess she is, she's hiding her feelings, I guess. I guess, but mostly it's just annoying. And then Ryan walks away dejected because he doesn't have to go to class now, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> he leaves the room. <laughs> Kevin, don't you know, when you go to a super fancy school, your emotions are more important than class content. But, Miss, <laughs> Mr. Atwood, I guess because he goes, he goes by his own last name, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Atwood, are you not going to class today? 
my emotions. No, that's fair. I'll check you down as emotional. I have called my parents. <laughs> I am going home. My feelings. My life is hard. Was it on this podcast where I told the story about when I went when I drove all the way to school and then went home because I was angry at traffic? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I definitely told someone on one of the podcasts. So I it's do. your other podcast. I suppose. Um, no, when I was going to uh, university, I was driving up to university, and the traffic was so bad that it took me like two and a half hours to get there. Mm. So I had missed the first class. I had another class there, but I had gone to the school, and it was just like, now nah, I'm going home. And I went home and went to bed. That's fair. Yeah, that is what an adult does. Yeah. 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 You know what's the worst? What? This is like a non sequitur. But you know when you're going somewhere and you're like, I have so much time. I'm going to buy coffee or Pepsi or like whatever. Your pep- or I'm going to stop and get food or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you buy the thing and then the traffic comes. <laughs> and then you're like 45 minutes late. And then you walk in with your coffee because you already bought it. Yeah. And then people are like. Now you look like a jerk. Who bought the coffee instead of coming on time. Yeah. But the thing is, the coffee or food or Pepsi is near your house. And the traffic is far away from your house. The thing that I always had is that from where I lived to where I was going, it was just. There was like this, this sweet spot. I could either arrive like half an hour early or half an hour late. Mm-hmm. Because if I because if I shift the time I left, then traffic would pick up. So I was like, okay, I can leave now and I'll get there half an hour. I'm prefer. I mean, this would be clear. You want to get there half an hour early. But sometimes the difference is like a matter of five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh right. Well, if I left five minutes earlier, I would have gotten there an hour earlier. But I didn't know. But I didn't. So Marissa gets a call from uh, DJ. By that call, I mean he arrives. He arrives at her school. Mm-hmm. But they don't stay there. The, I'm, literally, how, the only reason he went to her school was so they could have the conversation they have later in the scene. How 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 old is DJ? Forty. Hmm. <laughs> he one hundred percent looks forty in this scene. They're like, what? What? Does he? I'm, does he also drop out of school? I'm sure he's actually like twenty one. Okay. I like how they 20. don't make, I like how they decide not to make that a thing. I'm sure he's just like cuz they're what? Oh no. Oh no. What? They're sophomores, aren't they? They're about 16, yeah. Oh no, they're juniors. They're right. 16. They were they were soft. Yes, they're 16. So maybe he's like 19, 20. Give you 19, yeah. You could, like, you could have just graduated. When you were in grade 10, yeah. You knew girls who dated guys who graduated, like, the year before, right? Well, yeah, because I knew I them did. when they were going to the same school. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's probably about 20. Yeah, maybe. However, or- he super looks 40. Or he's just another, like, he's another Alex. Mystery age. Another Alex who just dropped out of school and is now doing an adult job. His long care job. Do, do this this show is very much like, yeah, and sometimes people just don't go to school. Like this Ryan, sh- which is, like, not going to go to school. Yeah, or Teresa. This show is very mad that their main characters are teenagers. It's oh, it's incredibly angry about it. <laughs> more, like very even angry. more than Riverdale. Like Riverdale is infuriated that its main characters are like teenagers, so they have to deal with that. But this show, <laughs> this show really doesn't want. <laughs> I mean, doesn't want to. There is a scene later where you're like. They you, forgot. You forgot that they're teenagers. And then you just like vaguely rephrase things. 
Anyway, DJ shows up for no reason because they literally immediately leave for lunch. Yeah. And by lunch, I mean sex in Marissa's house. Which I didn't realize was Marissa's house because that's dumb. That's so dumb. <laughs> but they are dumb. So. But the only reason he showed up there, so while they're getting ready for sex, he can be like, what's the snow sea? Yeah. And Marissa immediately is like, oh, no, you won't like the snow sea. It's dumb. I run it. She, she gives, I have to work. You won't want to come. Yeah, she gives a Lindsay level of bad excuse by being like, oh, I'll be so busy. It'll be a bad date. And I'm like, that's And DJ's no. like, buddy, I didn't ask to go. <laughs> but like, no one invited me. I don't want to go to that dance. Well, clearly DJ wouldn't mind going because you, he likes Marissa. Yeah. But, you know, Marissa's being... And he's asking a way where he's like, Marissa. if you want me to go, I'll go. Yeah. But hey, because of course, Julie gets home because what else would she be doing? She does... Well, she, no, she does have a job, Kevin. She's the CEO of a major corporation. Yeah, but do you think Marissa really comprehends that? Do you think Julie comprehends that? She should not be there. No, she should not be at home. Anyway... <laughs> But she does. She arrives home and she hears the sounds of making out. And she goes up to Marissa's room. And uh, is horrified. Horrified. And then she fires but, DJ. Which means he was working for them again because they made it very clear that on. he had quit. And Aaron, as we know, that was Friday. I don't think he works there. On, fr- on Friday, she went to the other place. To like be like, hey DJ, do you want to? Do you think this is just a sign of how out of touch Julie Cooper is? Uh, it's a sign of something. <laughs> anyway, the point is that Julie Cooper is either racist or classist, and, and she's either like, one's bad. No, you're fired. Marissa's grounded. Stay away from my daughter, the gardener. And I'm like, whoa. You're from a trailer park, Julie. Jeez. Roll it on back. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say it right now. We'll go back to it. This episode makes Julie super racist. No one likes Julie. She is so racist. We will get to that. Okay. So there's a short scene where we find out that Caleb is still judging Sandy. Unfortunately, his trial has been fast-tracked, and they have two weeks. And apparently, when they talked to Renee Wheeler, she just would not talk back to it. Like, the lawyer wouldn't let her answer any questions, which is weird. uh, This episode confused me so much by people's motivations the reasons people made any choices for things okay should we spoil the renee wheeler thing not yet no not yet no okay yeah um i will say at this point i thought she was a witness for the prosecution but now it seems like maybe she's a witness for caleb i mean we learn we can talk about this we learn later that she also is being indicted which is why she must be a witness for well, Caleb. No, but the entire point is that they thought he was buying, not her off, mm-hmm. but someone else through but the government. Her. Yes. Anyway, it makes no sense. It's really Caleb weird. really needs to respond to his lawyer's phone calls. Yeah, Caleb is. We, we're going. We'll have when that scene comes up. We're going to be talking about it. But all Sandy wants is to stalk Renee, yeah. and Kristen's like, maybe you shouldn't. And he's like, I got a super law. Hey. Caleb won't let me lawyer. I'll have to lawyer the OC way. I'll the most lawyer. <laughs> in by being illegal. Or at least very, very, very frowned upon. Maybe I'll wear a mask. 
Who knows? <laughs> I found a mask in our house. He doesn't wear the mask. <laughs> but he has it, just in case. Yeah. We have a, a really weird scene. We, a really Between weird and Zach and Ryan? A weird and wholesome scene. It's so heartwarming. Zach's just, Zach's just like, you got tickets? I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to the dance either because like, I just know it's going to end up with the set. Somehow it's going to be all about Seth and Summer. And I'm like, Zach, you are so aware you're in a TV show. And then Ryan's like, maybe not. And Zach's like, you think? And Ryan's like, no. Seth is over Summer. Definitely. Maybe. This he would like to be. And I'm not making that up. That's yeah. a verbatim verbatim line. This is a pure scene between two characters who are becoming self-aware. <laughs> this is what happens when AI start learning what they are and they're like, "I'm a mach- machine? Everything I do is pre-programmed?" Do you think they didn't write the scene? The actors just like <laughs> did it and they were like, I guess we'll keep it. <laughs> we left the cameras running. Apparently we caught this. I guess we'll use it. That seems good. <laughs> Ryan and Zach have never had a scene. And we'll never have one again. Mm-mm. Actually, they're really seeing up that thing where we're seeing a lot, a lot of, like, Zach's going to be essentially unofficial secondary character. He's a Luke. Yeah. With no credits. Ah, uh, Luke. Luke. I mean, to be fair, he really is a Luke. Like, the amount of him catching Seth and Summer <laughs> just talking about things <laughs> is really to the a level Luke. of Luke being summoned whenever Marissa and Ryan talked. It's true. We just get more of knowing that Zach's going to be there. We he's always such, know he's going to arrive. He's such a sweet boy. So then we have a short scene where Seth, like, arrives at work and he really, really wants to flirt with Alex. And yeah. Alex is like, this is literally a place of business. He's instantly lost his chill. And which is what attracted her to him. Well, yeah, his chill was what attracted Like, when he wasn't hitting on her. It was great. It was great. She loved it because he was cool. And funny and awesome. And now he's just awkward. And she's like, you have to empty garbages. He's so bad at relationships. He's so bad. Anyway, Alex is also kind of backtracking. Because she she was worried in her heart. Yeah. She was worried things would change. Yes. And then they did. Because that's what happens. So now she decides to prove to Seth that her kisses meant nothing <laughs> by, by kissing kiss everyone. Just everybody she sees, everybody who goes in her line of sight, she kisses on the mouth. And you know that's going to make, except for maybe with, she kisses Mandy and Mandy seemed cool with it. Mandy liked it. Yeah. Mandy was like, oh, she's proving a point again. Cool. <laughs> this is how she proves points. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's like, oh, you think you should overcharge me for the beer? <laughs> well, how about I just kiss all these people? And they're like, what? Hubert, the delivery guy, is like, what? Yeah, ho- oh yeah, no, that's gonna be super awkward next time Homer comes in. <laughs> yeah, called Hubert, by the way. Hubert. All right, no, Homer. No, yeah, it's gonna be super awkward when Homer comes in and be like, so you kissed me on the mouth last time, I. Uh... And she's like, I was proving a point. I was proving a point about how kissing is meaningless. Did you not see the gangly young man gaping at us? <laughs> Whereas Mandy's like, hmm, gangly uh, young man. Ah, uh, you're prov- proving a point again, huh, are you? All right, fair enough. Done. I've Nailed worked it. here. I might be older than you. But you're the boss but as you- a 17-year-old because <laughs> but- reasons? My, my boss, who is a 17-year-old, keeps kissing me. To prove points? To prove points. Should I I report them? Dear Seventeen Magazine. (laughs) I'm 24. Here's my situation. My my situation's with a 17-year-old, so maybe you can help. Give me advice, please. Give me advice. 
24 in the OC. <laughs> anyway, then we get a uh, uh, a scene which essentially is just Seth and Ryan being like, man, these people are crazy. We Girls are, crazy. are hard. And I'm like, well, you're in a drama, so everyone's crazy. And then Ryan, he gets suckered into helping Marissa. He has to carry a hilarious penguin. They're so hilarious and bantery, and suddenly he has a sense of humor, and it's cute. I mean, he always has a sense of humor. He's just a very stoic person. And then Lindsay oversees it, and then she's like, <gasps> but I love Ryan! <laughs> and then Ryan, and then Seth just, like, descends from the heavens, just like, oh. And then he wingmans Ryan. He's like, you do love Ryan. This is the the thing that I find so weird about this scene is that like, those lines clearly weren't written for Seth. They clearly are just like, well, the audience won't get it. We have to put Seth in. You know who they ship in that scene? Zach. I would have. That's what I was thinking. I would have loved to see Zach wingman Ryan. Because Zach's already proven to be an angel. <laughs> He's just like, you know, sometimes the heart is hard to understand, Lindsay. And Lindsay's like. Are you an angel? No, I'm just a young man who loves summer. Also an angel. <laughs> so Lindsay's V jealous. Yeah. Seth is definitely Zach. And then Ryan and Marissa are in a room. They're they're dro- <laughs> they're dropping off the stuff for the Marissa makes it seem like she has to do so much for this uh this uh like party but then when they get to the party she does literally zero work and also doesn't have to get there early yeah she's not set things she up. arrives late <laughs> there's already people there and as a person who has run a lot of events yeah that is not how no it goes. you're always there an hour or more before and it you are there and like people are sort of saying things up and you're like you have a mirror yeah. and the mirror is your cell phone yeah. and it's in front of your face and you're like gluing fake eyelashes on while you're like, no, put the silent auction items over there. No, to the left, my left. Now, to be fair, it is a high school dance. So I feel like she, her, a lot of her stuff is more of just like figurehead things. But Kevin, it's for charity. That's where I, Ryan has to go. She yeah. already bought him tickets because it's for charity and both of her parents will be there as hosts. Yeah, and then Marissa, every time we see Marissa throughout this, much like how every time we see Sandy, he's talking about how Caleb, uh, like, he's, talking, he's trying to get hold of Caleb. Every time we see Marissa, she has to explain how, like, nah, it's going to be awkward for, uh, be so weird for him. Because my parents will both be there. DJ doesn't want that. Yeah, DJ would feel weird about it. I'm like, no, Marissa, you would feel weird about it. Because mm-hmm, you're, you're racist. Because you're bad. I'm not entirely sure if she's racist. I know Julie's racist. She, Maybe she just doesn't want to deal with her mom. Who I, knows? I don't know. I just know she's the worst. So <sighs> anyway, Ryan helps me with the things. And Marissa's like, I just, I gave you two tickets. Maybe, are you alone? I'm alone. Maybe we just can be alone together. We just go as friends. And, and Ryan's, Ryan's like, like, yeah, I want out of this conversation. Sure, I'm here. All right. Yeah, that's the... I mean, Ryan is now the outgoing one. I guess. I I mean, Ryan is very bad at saying no to people. If anyone had asked him to the dance, he would have been like, I mean, I'm... Sure. Yeah, Ryan is, at his core, a people pleaser. And it's so obvious in this episode of how unable he is to set up to people. 
<laughs> he just wants to be happy, but he also wants everyone else to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So Seth needs help from Summer about Alex. He just wants some girl advice. Yeah. It's very, actually, it's very cute. It's very cute, but I'm, in my head, I'm like, man, Seth, you're pseudo friends with Marissa and you didn't date her. But, like, can you imagine the advice that Marissa would give? No, don't get me wrong. It's bad. <laughs> Her advice would be like, maybe you should date someone else. Is there another girl who works at your workplace? Yeah, try dating someone else and then just, like, pine between, play them like, off against each other. But, like, when the girl who you're dating at wor- your workplace wants to do things, be like, but my girlfriend, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Keep referring to Alex as your girlfriend, even when it's clear that she isn't. That will make everyone like it. Also, I have this lifeguard stand you can go to. Just look out in the water. It's good for sorrow. There's a lot of alcohol in it, too. Meanwhile, Summer's advice is like, she's playing you hot and cold. She wants you to pursue her, and you just play hot, hot, hot. It's, so oh, that's maybe, all he knows how to do. Maybe play like a little bit cold as you do when you don't know that someone likes you. Yeah, and like let, let, let's be clear, the, the the hot and cold advice is not good for a lot of people, but for him it's great, not because of the hot side, but because of the cold side. It's as Summer does. Summer yeah. always gives awesome advice yeah. in the guise of terrible <laughs> advice. Yeah. Her advice is essentially, hey, Seth, you're real needy. Yeah. Maybe, like, dial it back a little bit. You notice how people like you when you're not dating them? <laughs> Try to act like you're not dating them. And she'll like it. She'll like it, which is, you know, true and Unfortunately, accurate. though, Seth and Summer have amazing chemistry literally all the time. And sweet boy Zach. Sees it. He sees it, and he's so sad. He's as sad as Lindsay was watching Ryan talk to Marissa. <laughs> it's true. There's a lot of secondary characters watching main characters talk and going like, oh, man, a stable acting job. I wish I'm, I was a main character. I wish I, I wish I had credit status. Why can't I be Kirsten's sister? I can do faces, and, like, you can put them together in boxes. <laughs> It'd be Here's great. one now. Zach. I wish Zach was a main character. We have no Luke. Give us the Zach. <laughs> Zach, who is just nicer Luke. Yeah. Yeah. So Sandy uh, stalks is, Renee Re- Wheeler. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Sandy finds Renee Wheeler. Super stalks her. And he was like, and like, well, this is where we learned. We're going to do this for you. This is where we learned because she was very, she was indicted too. Yeah. Like, you were indicted. So if Caleb goes to jail, she will also go to jail. Yeah. I am not clear. What they're like, it the way they're acting is like they're covering up a murder, like oh no, a much worse crime. And like we'll reveal what they're covering up soon. Yeah, but this is super short sighted on both Caleb's part and Renee Wheeler's part. Yeah, and because the thing they're covering will not have any protection if either one of them goes to jail. Yeah. And Sandy once again brings up the affair because he because he is super stuck on that. But Renee gives him enough that you're like, wait, yeah, maybe is it, Sandy oddly right? Maybe it is an affair. Maybe, um. maybe. Hey, Aaron. 
Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Um, tonight I am drinking a very special Collective Arts Art Brewing Company, which is like a very pretentious beer brewing collective. Love it. Out of Ontario. Love it. I didn't know they were pretentious, but then I went to a beer thing with our dad for Father's Day. Yeah. And like their display is all about how their beer like enriches the arts and the community. Which I understand is an important thing. But out of context is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, arts and community important. But your beer makes the arts community better? Yeah, because, yeah, you know, there's all, all those drunk podcasts people do. Well, there's some. <laughs> I, I just like how the unintended consequence or the unintended, like, implication of that is, yeah, when you drunk, you do art. You make art. I mean... You make art better when you drunk. So, uh, here's some facts. There is art on this beer. <laughs> there is, actually. It's not that bad. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Which was done by Anders Ericsson from Winnipeg, Manitoba. All right. There's a shout out to... Uh, it, it, it's actually legitimately good art. Like, it looks Winnipeg. pretty cool. Winnipeg. That's It's, where it's a pretty cool... Um, sure. It's, yeah, it's a pretty cool, like... For for a can, I mean, not even just for a can. It's, it looks cool. It looks cool. Well, and the art is based on music. I guess I could see that. Which is by the art, uh, the band Lanike. All right. Anyway, so uh, this is a citrus blonde ale. It's the Saint of Circumstance by Collective Arts. Um, their hops are Citra, Centennial, and Murillo. That's cool. They have an allergy warning on this beer. No good. For gluten? Wheat and barley. So gluten. Yeah. And barley. Cool. And, yeah, that's that's <laughs> how, all of the details. How is it? It's fine. It's like your standard blonde ale. Yeah. I don't know that by drinking this, I'm like helping my community. <laughs> but it tastes fine. But it tastes fine. All right. And if, there's no lactose. Which is now a thing. Kevin, you are from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Would you like some of this beer? I lived there for like six months. Not even. Not even. Like two. Rob Weir was transferred when you were nine days old. Yes. Rob Weir being our father. Yes. Nine days old. Yeah. I think we moved in March. And yeah. we lived in a hotel for so many months. Yeah. I anyway, vaguely that's, remember Winnipeg. That's, that's the story of my birth. Beer. No, it has nothing to do with me. You try to connect it. Beer. So we got another scene with uh, Ryan and Lindsay, and now Lindsay asks Ryan out. is down for the dance, and I'm like, oh crap! Ryan has honor. Yes, he will not be like. Well, I asked my friend asked me out <laughs> as a friend. Yeah, he feels like the sort of guy that if you made that joking like, hey, if we're both not married by the time we're 30, we should marry each other. He'd be like, I just, I kind of agreed to marry someone else. And then he would show up with a ring being like, hey, buddy, you we're 30, so I guess we're getting married here I now. am like, oh. on your 30th birthday. <laughs> it was mostly a joke, and he's like, no, my honor dictates that I must do this. My girlfriend asked me like a week ago, but I said no. I no, he's I still single. I promised I'd marry Marissa. <laughs> he's still it's... single? I promised I'd marry Seth. I promised I'd marry Seth. If we were both single when we were 30, I would marry him. Here I am. You make an honest man out of Seth. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm like, Ryan... You... 
you could just like you're not pining after Marissa. As far as you're concerned, she's not pining after you either. Just be like, hey, Marissa. So I actually am gonna go with the someone. girl I super like. Yeah, agreed to go with me. I have two tickets that I bought because it's for a charity, and you said you'd have to work all night anyway. So also, once again, he. Like, he has no, like, pushback at all. No. He doesn't want to clarify to her either. Like, oh, I really agreed to go with a friend of mine. Like, and you could even just been like, you can still come with us. Like, that would have been terrible still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but better than, better than being like, oh, yeah. I said the, I'd go with someone. <laughs> in, the la- in the last day, I've... I still really want to go with you, but I don't... But, like, I agreed to go and with another person. And doesn't Lindsay say? She's like, is it Marissa? And Ryan's like... Yep. Yeah, and he doesn't clarify. They're like, oh, no, yeah, we're going as friends. No, he's <laughs> just like, well, I made a commitment. Ba, 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 ba. The only way this scene works is by having, like, Ryan not Ryan. say anything. It's he's true. not even being Ryan, though. He's he's just obviously not saying things that... Uh, it's... That a normal human being would say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so then... Um, well, Ryan is going to the dance. Uh, Summer uh, talks to Zach, and he brushes her off because now he's not going to the dance. He's so sad and so full of jealousy. Yeah, and then he's like, "Why did you go talk to Cohen about it?" A boom! And Summer's like, "No." <laughs> oh no! Ah, dang it! Finally, all of her chickens have come home to roost. <laughs> it's true. Like the funny thing with this episode is, like, it kind of tries to imply it's like, oh man, they all messed up. I'm like, summer, summer only messed up. Like, like summer slightly messed up. I mean, like, like she messes up whenever she keeps talking about him. But, like, but like Seth going to talk to her is not her fault. Yeah, and also her and Seth talking to each other not a mess up. No, no. It's, uh, like, once again, the, the beginning of the episode is a lot better show of it, because mm-hmm. it's so clear that she's so focused on Seth that Zach's like, I almost, I'm going to leave. Yeah, I almost wish they had not included the scene of uh, Zach overseeing her and Seth talking. Yeah, because it's so, it was so much better when you actually see this, like, oh, it's something she did. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the point, that's the point I think that's they're trying the to get point. across. Anyway, Seth uh, goes cold on Alex, but I was mostly distracted by the fact that that tattoo's definitely a stick on. Oh, it moves all the time. And you can see the ring around it. It's <laughs> really bad. We're so much better at tattoos on TV now. Yeah, you can yeah. see how every before every, like, I guess, day, there's like, all right, lick and stick. Basically the same place. <laughs> Close enough. So, in short, Seth plays it cool, and Alex is, like, vaguely interested. It until works immediately. Until he quits the job. Yeah. And then now, she's like, what? Now, this is a very Seth thing to do. Because Seth lives his life at 211. Because he's it's like, because when he's hot, oh, he's hot. He's like, we should go make out in the storeroom. But when he's cold, like, clearly what I have to do is abandon all contact with her. I'm too busy with all my things. And she's like, wait, you're putting <laughs> in the job because I wouldn't make out with you in the storeroom? He's like, no, I just have stuff that I'm doing. And I was like, Seth. What now, is wrong with you? <laughs> Summer said be cold, not frozen. Don't. You, like, I, you it, need to leave the door open a crack. It's such. Yeah, it's, it's the sort of thing where she's like, all right, you got to like play like she can't get you. Like, all right. 
Alex, I'm moving to Puerto Rico. I'm slamming the door closed behind me and locking (laughs) it. I never want to see you again. And then she throws a drink in her face and he's like, there we go. I played that real cold. Real cool. Now she'll come running up to me. I burned down the bait shop. Mm, Yeah. So cold it's hot. Oh, Seth. Yeah. 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 So it's the night of the dance. Everyone's super excited. Sandy has a breakthrough, but he ignores it so he can take a picture of his kids. However, I mean, he doesn't ignore it. Caleb is still not answering. However, Seth is wearing sweatpants. And then his parents. Well, no, actually, no, before we get to that, I want to be very clear um, that Sandy asks Ryan, is like, hey, you going with that girl that I guess he talked about? No, no, that Seth talked about. That, That makes much more sense. Yes. Uh, and Ryan says, no, it didn't work out. And I'm like, yes, it did. <laughs> you just made a weird choice. <laughs> because the plot dictated. <laughs> yeah, you just made the weirdest decision of anyone has ever made. This... If, if a girl that I had a crush on in high school. Asked you out. Asked out even if I was like, yeah, me and my bros, we're going stag, which I guess I sound like when I, when I was in high school. Oh. And 17. No. Or 16. I definitely had, like, a million occasions where I was, like, doing things with friends, and then maybe not a million. But still. Maybe one. But still, like, the person you like, who you have feelings for, is, like, gives you an opening. You're not just like, uh, but my honor dictates, because you're full of feelings and hormones. Yeah, you're like, oh, this boy, the only person he signed up with to sit next to a grad was me. Yeah. Hey, Mom, who's in charge of the grad seating chart? <laughs> I know I signed up to sit next to a lot of friends. I changed my mind. This one boy put me next to the one boy. Yeah, like, it, it, it's just weird. Anyway, yes, but then Seth doesn't want to go. And then his parents crash the Seth Cohen pity party. Yeah, he's watching uh, Masters of Martial Arts. And they snuggle in next to him on either side. <laughs> what they do is be parents. And ask him all the questions. <laughs> Oh, this movie's real good. Why is that ninja smoking a cigarette? Oh, ninjas have capes, honey. And I'm like, yes. But the best, the best is when Seth is like, I guess I'm going to the dance. And he leaves. And Ryan goes, good job. (laughs) Because Ryan is the third parent. (laughs) It's true. My favorite thing is, so they, they sit down and Ryan just stands to lean over Seth being like, yeah, I know what's going on here. Go, parents, Ryan go. Had it, Ryan had it from one go. <laughs> uh, third dad. Well, sorry, second dad. Third parent. Third parent, second dad. Meanwhile, Marissa and Summer are getting ready together and because... Marissa once again clarifies that she can't bring DJ to the dance. Because he doesn't like the dance. It's not for him. It, this really gets drilled in so hard. DJ has given us no inclination that he does not like the dance. Yeah. And there's hilarious hijinks. Oh, man, what a crazy sequence of events. We think that some or Marissa's like, maybe Zach will go with you, Summer. And Mar- Summer's like, no. And they open the door. And then Seth's there. And then everyone's carpooling. Hilarious. Yeah, all four of them not going out with anybody. Well... Not going out with anybody, really. In they that have, group. They all, have different, they all have different reasons. And I'm going to go... Let's go through them very, very quickly. Seth was insane. 
Ryan also was insane. Marissa is being Marissa, and, and Summer, Summer is the victim of circumstance. Summer really thought she was going with her best friend, <laughs> and was like, I'll just show up there alone, and then Zach will look at me, and we'll cross to each other across the dance floor. Which, not to spoil what's going to happen later, if that would have happened... Because cause <laughs> under, no, under no impetus, Zach does go to the dance. So, For no reason so whatsoever. So literally, if Seth had not gone, it, it would have happened. happened. Summer is just the victim of circumstance. It's true. That poor, poor, rage-filled girl. So um, also at this hilarious dance. Oh, right, yeah. Now we, get to the, now we get to like the actual arriving at the snow sea. Where Marissa does not have to do a single bit of work. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's not busy. She There's already kids there, so clearly she didn't have to set up. She doesn't take tickets. They walk in, and at one point, Summer Marissa's, like, astonished by how nice the dance <laughs> like, looks. What? Crazy. I'm just glad people came. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Marissa? Of course. And Summer's like, great job. Like, all, all we see Marissa do is, is tell her friends to go to the like just try to get them tickets and force ryan to carry a penguin yeah speaking of which i didn't see any penguins. oh it was, it was right behind um seth at the opening oh, I saw okay. it. yeah anyway yeah that's <laughs> that's the this was happening at the dance so ryan and marissa go off to dance because <laughs> they're there so what else will they do and yeah i have to i have to applaud benjamin mckenzie right here not ryan Benjamin McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, because when they're dancing, he's five feet apart from her and just staring at his feet. Like, <laughs> like head, like she's looking at the top of his head. Because he's so awkward. Because he's so awkward. And she tries to be like, come closer. And he's like, no. And he's like, I don't like. Marissa, I don't want this. Marissa, once again, this is genre savvy Ryan we're seeing this episode. And he's like, no, nah, I know it's going to happen. You're going to be like, but we could be together now. I don't want to be together now. <laughs> but you know who wants them to be together now? Julie Cooper. And I'm like, oh, Julie, this is, it's just racism at this point. Because Julie Cooper sweeps over to our sweet, sweet island boy. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, who has arrived i guess who is there for reasons <laughs> who i suppose was asked to chaperone which no. is weird <laughs> criminal jimmy cooper because he's at a previous criminal current boat owner <laughs> jimmy cooper is allowed to be at this dance hey jimmy cooper you have a boat why don't you come over and look at a bunch of 16 year olds and make sure they don't touch each other too much be a host be a host jimmy cooper so Julie swoops over and she's like, look, he she's with Ryan. I hate Ryan, but I hate DJ more. Well, I hate Ryan, but I hate brown people more. And Jimmy Cooper's like, ooh. He's like, I'm glad you're happy, I guess. Uh. Oh, no. Yeah. Once again, Julie Cooper, super racist this episode. So, uh, short scene. Caleb finally just decides to respond to Sandy. By arriving in person. <laughs> Not by calling him back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sandy's like, hey, buddy, I figured this out. Yeah, off screen, Sandy has Sherlock homed it all out. He's like, you were having an affair, but you wouldn't pay alimony for an affair unless there was a child. 
a sixteen-year-old child. Alimony for sixteen years must mean a child. And I'm like, oh, a sixteen-year-old child. Aaron, did you guess who it was at this point? I mean, I knew, but well, I I did. I guess who it was. I uh, mean, you knew who she looked like. Well, yes, I'm gonna say it right now. It's Lindsay because she has red hair, just like, like Haley. What? Haley. She looks just like Haley. No, but she looks just like Renee Wheeler. Oh yeah. Because no, don't be a Haley. No, for numerous episodes before this, you've been like Lindsay. Sure looks like Haley. Yeah, but Haley isn't her mom. Haley's her sister. I guess that yeah, I guess that makes yeah, yeah. half sister. Um, but also the Renee Wheeler thing, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they did that. I'm like, oh, this person looks like Haley. Cool. Um, <laughs> no, it's because you see Renee Wheeler and she is like has red hair, and there are two people on the show, not counting Julie, because. Yep. There's um, two new characters this season. Who both have red hair. And as soon as it's like, oh, a 16-year-old child, I'm like, oh, so it's Lindsay. You know what would be better? If it was Alex. Oh, yeah. That would be a better storyline. I mean, I mean, and also because we know that would have been really coolly seated in. Because mm-hmm. we know Alex is very, is like... She disconnected from her parents. Exactly. Which makes sense why she wouldn't use her last name and all those things. Mm-hmm. Way better. I'll just have a better choice. Do you also be crazy? Zach. <laughs> <laughs> My I sweet angel Zach. boy, Zach. But Zach's father is a senator. But not Zach's father. <laughs> Zach's stepfather. Yes. <laughs> it's been so good. I mean, really, it could have just been very many people that would have been crazy. Way better than Lindsay. It's like Lindsay. I'm like, oh, well, of course it's Lindsay. Anyway, anyway, we don't we but we don't know that yet. We just know that Sandy thinks he figured it out. Yeah. Then we get a really weird scene where Zach is in his truck. Oh no, first, oh. before that, there is a very weird scene where Caleb is like, you know nothing, and stares in the middle of the distance. And then they watch Kirsten dramatically pour a glass of wine. Yeah, I thought she was gonna hear them or something. She doesn't. It's just no. like a it it looks like it's just B footage that they're like, Oh, we gotta cut this in here or something. But they did it. Anyway. So then Zach is driving. And there's a radio station on the radio. That I guess is playing the music of the dance? Yeah, it's coming to you live from this high school dance, which is super weird. Because Newport exists in 1959, a.k.a. Greece. The musical? It still feels weird for 1959. Well, in Greece, the musical, they perform live on TV because What's-His-Face comes to film them. Yeah, but that's, um, that's the same thing with, like, uh, like, hairspray and that, where it's, like, like it's a show. This is, this is them just doing a, like, a radio broadcast from a high school dance. I mean... Which is super weird. I guess in Calgary, like, Mookie and Millions go to bars... Did you say Mookie and Millions? Is that what they're called? Mark and Millions. His name is not Mookie? Jesus, no. I don't listen to the radio. His name's his name's not, like, what do you think his name was? Mark Mookie or Mookie Michaels? I thought Mookie was a nickname. No, his name's Mark. Oh. The name of this man, this adult man with a child and a wife is Mark. His name Mark, not Mookie. Okay, a lot of radio hosts have weird nicknames. Okay, that's sure. Fair play. Not Mookie and Millions, though. 
great. Mm. Mm. But they go to bars, Aaron, not a high school dance. I would be really freaked out if they're like, coming to you live from a high school dance where I guess we'll play No Doubt. <laughs> no Doubt is not a thing in 2018. No Doubt is. They guys will play No Doubt. They're walking through spider webs. Um, that's Leave a message bi- and we'll call naked. you back. No. <laughs> that's No Doubt. No, I guess Biff Nagus, I'm just a girl. No, that's also no doubt. What's Biff Naked then? I don't know. An, <laughs> do I keep forgetting what Biff Naked's songs are? Yes. All right. Anyway, okay. Zach, I guess, listens to this radio station coming from a high school and is like, well, I guess I better go back. But I'm like, well, you're just going to see them dancing. Uh, come on. And then there's a cut while they dance. And then he sees it. And way to go, Zach. What did you think would happen? <laughs> Once again, if Seth wasn't there. That's true. Well, then Summer would have just danced with Ryan? Uh, with Marissa by herself? Yeah, uh, probably by I don't herself. Know. So Julie approaches Ryan. And is like, Ryan, I'm so glad you're back in Newport. Now Marissa won't try to kill herself. <laughs> Ryan, you look so handsome, by which she means white. But <laughs> When you left the summer, Marissa went off the rails. And I was like, wait. The last time I went Marissa off the rails, it was Ryan's fault. But now, it's not? Julie's racist. It's true. She's super... <laughs> but she was racist against Ryan before. Well, no, she was classes against Ryan. That's she fair. Like, the only implication I can really get for her being like, oh man, Ryan's cool, but DJ sucks, is that she literally... Like, n- so She's essentially, literally racist. Julie is saying poor white guy is better than poor Mexican guy. 100%. It's, it's, I don't think the show wants us to immediately think that. But, but we do. It's hard not to be like, oh, she's super racist. And so Ryan sees through Julie. Then he sees through Marissa. And then he's like, hey, Marissa, do you think maybe it's not about your mom? Maybe you're just embarrassed about DJ? Yeah, maybe you should ask if DJ wants to go. And then Marissa's like, <gasps> maybe it's true. And then DJ pulls up and Ryan's like, hey, Here's my suit jacket and my tie so he can come to this dance. I I have another obligation. And I'm like, what? what? I have something to do. And I'm like, so wait. So now you've, like, finished your mission, I guess. Like, And now, Lindsay, nothing has, like, nothing's motivating me to do this. I'm just done with this other thing now. Hey. Okay, so the thing with Ryan is he has a checklist. Yeah. And when Lizzie asked him out before, he was like, I'm still on the Marissa checklist. <laughs> I still have to save her. I'll add you to the bottom of the checklist, but I mean, I got some other things to get, got to get through. I can't save you first, Lindsay. First I save Marissa. Then I check to see if Julie's racist. Then I save then you. Then I save you. Unless someone tries to steal the diamond <laughs> from the Newport Club. Then I'll have to do that. But then, then I save you. Then I save you. You're on the list is the, what I'm getting to. So, uh. So then we. Well, Ryan, well, he, he's like, so he goes to Lindsay's house. And Lindsay is like, oh, my God, I'm such a nerd. Look at my slippers. They're Freud slippers. And this, and I literally just, like, sat motionless throughout this scene. Because nothing they say makes any sense at all. It was a scene that wasted everyone's time. Yeah, because Ryan's like. Oh, no, I did want to go with you. But then he won't explain why he didn't. He just said, I did, but I didn't. And then Lindsay is like, 
I would also like to be with you, but I can't because you're you. And then she describes the plot of the TV show. (laughs) Yeah, then she describes, then she explains in entirety the first season of The O.C. And it doesn't help us understand why she can't do it. No, they both look at each other and state facts. (laughs) But like with no context. And pretending their emotions. I wanted to go with you, but I didn't go with you. You're Ryan. <laughs> and then they leave. <laughs> then Ryan leaves. And Lindsay goes back into her house. Yeah. Which makes me think maybe this is the scene where they're going to reveal that Renee Wheeler was her mom. But it's not. But it's not. No. No. Uh, so no, then... one t- no one turns on lights in this town, I guess. So Renee creepy meets Cal at the creepy office yep. where he should not be. Yeah, Cal paces around a dark room for a while. And then he's, and then she's like, well, no, he's like, we'll both go to jail. And she's like, but circumstances. Yeah, this is, this is the exact same as the Ryan and Lindsay scene where they look at each other and say things that are facts, but none of it makes sense. And then Cal is like, I can arrange for you and her to leave the country. And I'm like, what? What? Okay. So the thing is, I don't understand. So. I don't understand Renee Wheeler's actions. I don't understand Cal's actions. Okay, if Cal goes to jail, yes, he can't play out. Al- he can't pay alimony. No, which means Lindsay's life is destroyed. But also, it seems like it, like if he's going to jail and Renee's getting indicted on the same thing for like essentially they were like he was bribing uh, an official and she was accepting the money. Then she'll also so go, to, go jail, to jail, which means and then <laughs> Lindsay's life will be double destroyed. Yeah. So why can't literally? Why can't, why can't they say... What's, here's what, So, when did Caleb's wife die? In childbirth with Haley. So, he was oh, married... Oh, no, with, with cancer. Okay, was he married to anyone 16 years ago? I don't no, the, know. But here's the thing. No, it you, was an affair. But you they keep on saying an affair, but it's confusing to me. I because it's think... not an ongoing affair with like Julie or anything. No, it was like a short period of time. Yeah, it was six. It was sixteen years ago for a couple months. For a couple months, enough for that she had a kid. I do think though, there is a thing in one of the episodes where Kirsten's mom was sick when Kirsten was in high school or university. Yeah, like in the. <laughs> so it was an affair. Yeah, but like, so Caleb doesn't care about making Julie the CEO. Yeah, so he does say like, "Oh, you don't understand. It'll ruin um uh, it'll ruin Kirsten. Kirsten." And I'm like, "You already ruined Kirsten when you gave her dream job away to your stupid wife." Yeah, you've already done it. Yeah, stop stop like flip-flopping between whether or not you care about your daughter. And he can't, like at this point it does seem like he's bribing a city official. Yeah. And they'll both go to jail and then where is Lindsay? And the- and you know what your daughter will be super proud of when you go to jail for bribing an official? Hey, but at least she doesn't know she has a half-sister. <laughs> Whose life will be destroyed by your actions. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's so It doesn't make sense. Weird. It's so dumb. So, uh... So, so speaking, speaking of, of weird, things... Weird and crazy... Zach leaves the dance <laughs> and goes to the bait shop. Which now I think we have to make it clear is a cool all-ages bar with a 17-year-old owner. 
Oh, it is not even all ages. I think it is a bar for 17-year-olds. <laughs> That's true. Because it's empty. Yeah, and just all oh, the kids are at the dance. I'm like, so your clientele is entirely kids. But this confuses me because there's Homer. Wasn't he the beer guy? Yeah. So what is, what is this? What is this what club? What is this club? Anyway, Zach shows up to this empty club and orders... Yeah. <laughs> A yoo-hoo. Well, that's a thing in the States. I know. It's I, a chocolate soda. Yeah. Did not... I mean, I knew I knew, I that, knew but... But, like, like it's so... That's this, such an American, like... This is a scene they wrote, and they remembered the characters were 17. Yeah, because he and definitely... And then, like, revamped the scene. Because he, origi- he definitely originally ordered a whiskey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So then he's like, I love a girl, but she doesn't love me. And then Alex is like, how can she love you if you're not there to fight for her? Well, it's like, how could she fall? How could she fall for you if you're not there to catch her? Right. And he's like, and he's like, you got to fight for him. He's like, I'm not very good at fighting people. Poor sweet Zach takes it literally. It's great. I'm not <laughs> very good like, at fighting people. I just have broad shoulders. And Alex is like, hmm. <laughs> like, he's you- like. You should just go. It's literal. And he's like, I could pretend to fight. I could stand near Seth Cohen. He's like, I you knew it. If I have to fight, I can take him. I can take on Seth Cohen. And then he leaves and Alex is like, oh, oh, dang. What have I done? What? Mandy, did he say Seth Cohen? She's like, please don't kiss me again. And that's a pause in that scene. But I just want to point out, because, like, we're near the end of the episode. Alex full-on shuts down the bar to chase after Seth. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it wasn't having much of a night either, but yeah, no, she shuts down the bar. Great. <laughs> anyway, back to the dance. So it's just people going places at this point, just yep. to be clear. So Marissa dances with the DJ, Julie tries to Julie Cooper it, and <laughs> Julie Island tries Boy, to racist right up there. But our boat boy, Jimmy Cooper, is like, nope. Yeah, he just swoops her, and then he tries his best to quell her racism. But instead, she super kisses him. Yeah, because he insults her. Yeah, he's, well, he says. Well, he, he does his playful insulting. What he says, he's like, you know, my parents didn't like you. And she's like, wait, was I the gardener? And he's like, yeah. Yes. And she's like, well, you didn't tell me I was the gardener. This was your thing last season. That's why, that's why you didn't like Kirsten. Yeah. This was your thing. And then he's like, yeah, I didn't tell you because I loved you. It's like, it's like Julie forgot her own backstory. <laughs> she used to be poor. <laughs> she forgot, like, her character motivation. And so anyway, the point of this stupid, crappy scene is <laughs> that she kisses our sweet, sweet boat boy, Jimmy Cooper. He's not going to fight back. He's a boat boy. Yeah. <laughs> Has no fight. He's got he's got very little like body strength. He does the boat doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. He sometimes he walks around and pretends he's doing boat stuff. But he doesn't row. He doesn't row. He's on a boat all day. Haley's been gone for so long that he's like, oh, a kiss. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I'm like, Julie, stop bouncing between your husbands. Yeah, exactly. The, the last remember the last episode when it was like, uh, really, just everyone has to learn to deal with like who Julie is. Who she is is bad. She's real bad. She's real racist and also real bad to her husband. It's gross. Who she was just like, I have to stand by my husband. But also, you were slightly nice to me. You were once my husband. I guess I can kiss you. (laughs) Yeah. She hasn't even tried to talk to Caleb this episode. We haven't heard that he's been avoiding her. Last thing he did was was appoint her CEO. Yeah, and then told her she should throw a party. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Also, I just want to point out, DJ has a job. Boat boy, Jimmy Cooper, no job. Yeah. Ergo, DJ, better than Jimmy Cooper. Yes. Well, once again, Julie's racist. <laughs> okay, so anyway, short scenes. 
Um, Summer and Seth are both stuck at the dance because Ryan left with the car and Marissa's making it with DJ. Also, Marissa can't leave till the dance is over. Because she's working it. Because it was made very, very clear that she has who runs the dance. And then anyway, Zach drives of up. Of course Zach arrives. And he sees them talking and he super punches <laughs> he, Seth in the face. No, Aaron, he has a rage blockout. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> he, he, all he does is see. He's been dating Summer for too long. And he calls him Cohen because he just does what Summer says and just straight up punches him in the face. And Seth makes the weirdest sound ever. He hits the ground and goes, ugh. <laughs> it causes Zach so much pain. It sounds like it was made in, it was put in an ADR. It's, <laughs> it's bad and it's after he was punched. Like, even after he hits the ground, it's like, punch, hit the ground, beat. Ugh. Kevin, no nerd involved in the show has ever been punched before <laughs> or will ever punch anyone. Weird, because the show really does like punching. And then Alex pulls up. And cause... Zach. And sweet boy Zach immediately apologizes. He's like, oh, dear God, what I'm have so I done? I'm sorry. Man, this show's changing him. It's true. It's, it's, he's, he's being corrupted by the OC. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Ever since I ever since I feel like I've joined some sort of main cast, I feel like I've, I've I just want to punch people. Which doesn't make sense. I don't want to punch people. It hurts my hand. Also, he earlier he makes a Star Wars reference by saying like Luke and Leia, and I'm like, oh, you know comic books, dude. You definitely know Star Wars. Yeah, you should know their brother and sister. Yeah, I'm like, like, oh man, the show's stealing his essence from him. He we're, doesn't know what he knows. We're watching a normal human being become a teen drama star and it's really so horrifying <laughs> it's it's a it's an interesting choice for the oc to make to show that <laughs> so then alex is there and then it just all devolves into nonsense yeah zach gives a little bit of a sorry cohen then him and go him and summer go and talk and make up and they're cute and then alex takes seth they back to all the way the back to the beach, beach shop which once again don't turn on any lights i guess no and she fixes his hand, and then she teaches him to punch, and then they kiss. And it's very cute, but, like, what is happening? Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's cute, but what? Yeah, you drove back to the bait shop, which is closed, turned on the light in the kitchen, sat out in the dark. Really really, what happened is the DOP, the lighting director for this, was just like, I got an idea that's going to look cool. It's not going to make any sense at all. Don't – just don't explain it. No one will care. Well, that's the thing you always – it's usually in horror movies where it's like, man, I'm going to enter this room, but I don't feel like turning on the lights. Drama. Speaking of drama, Lindsay shows up at the Cohen's house. I have a question before I continue this, Aaron. Does Lindsay know where Ryan lives? Yes, because she said earlier, you're a guy from Chino who lives in some rich people's pool house. Okay, but I don't know if that means that she knows. Did she start going to pool houses? No, I assume because some time has passed at some point, they did homework at his house at some point. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we're led to believe that. Probably before they started like their yeah. whole dating thing. However, we have not been shown that, yes. and a montage would have been nice. No, I, I mean, that was just more of me nitpicking. You know, it's fine. We don't need to know that she... Yeah, she did we, say a thing earlier, yeah. so and she And we must assume know. that she knows where he lives. That's fine. That's just me nitpicking, honestly. So she shows up at his house, and she's like, the thing is, I'm a big nerd. <laughs> then she says facts at him for a little bit. And he's like, maybe you should stop talking. I know a thing we can do where we stop oh, talking. Like, I know a thing we can do where we don't talk. And I'm like, and then it cuts to them playing, playing video, video games. games. And I'm like, 
God, you're so wholesome. Oh, Ryan, you're such a... Ryan is not going to get anyone even maybe pregnant. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we're going to stand five feet apart and talk about stuff. We're never having sex again. <laughs> I almost had a baby. No. Never. Never. <laughs> we're never touching. So they play some sweet video games. He kind of sweet kisses her forehead, I think. Maybe there's a mouth kiss, but in my head, it's like a temple kiss. He gives her on the mouth before. It's fine. Anyway, it's very cute. And then Renee Wheeler shows up at the Cohen house. (laughs) Which, since at this point, I'm like, it's definitely Lindsay's mom. For some reason, just tickled me. The fact that Lindsay clearly left her house with a car, I guess. She she has a crappy car. She has a crappy car, yeah. Um, And drove to... The Cohen's place, and I guess parked in a way where her mom couldn't see that car. Couldn't realize the car was there. It's clearly her car. But Renee goes there, and Kristen's like, hello, I'm Kristen Cohen. And Renee's like, ooh. <laughs> and then Sandy's like, we'll talk in the back. Yeah. And they talk in the back. And she's like, and she's like what can you... What can you tell me about the choices here? And like, if I do this, what... what blah, blah, blah. Okay, your choice... Is tell the court the truth. That's your choice. Yeah. But what actually happens is that <laughs> giggling from their video games. Lindsay and Ryan, I guess, go to get some sodas? I don't know. Oh, whatever. They're going out. To, they're, they're, they're stepping outside for plot reasons. They're going to the main house. And then uh, Lindsay's like, Mom? Credits. Credits. <laughs> and to be fair, of all the people Lindsay could, like, she almost dated Seth. Yeah, yeah, she real did. Ryan is once again weird, not blood related. Yeah, it's weird, but it's not that weird. No, I mean they don't know they're related. No one was raised together. Well, no, I'm I'm literally talking about and Ryan. They're not even related. I'm talking about Ryan and Lindsay. They're not related. Yeah, he literally is just a guy who lives in the house of her half family. Yeah. So that is. So I don't think they're gonna go that route. That's not really weird. No, I find nothing weird about that. It's no. it's it's funny and coincidental. I feel like the show might try to make it weird. Yeah, because one, but once again, Ryan, he also still uses his last name. He wasn't adopted by them. He's not yeah, Ryan. He's Cohen. still Ryan Atwood. He's still Ryan Atwood. Literally, he is just a dude who lives in their pool house. He's not even really their kid because once again, he's Seth's third parent. Also, if Lindsay had her father's last name, it would be um Caleb. I don't know what's Julie. What's Julie's name? Julie Cooper or something else? She hyphenated Nichols. her name. Nichols. Nichols. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but apparently, I guess she must have picked her. I, I I assume she had a stepdad. That's why she's Gardner. She's Lindsay yes. Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but there's a little... lot of steps to make it happen. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff there. But hey, that's kind of cool. Uh, there was a lot of nonsense this episode to reveal <laughs> one thing, but. Yeah, nothing else needed to happen. No. That's literally the only thing that had to happen this episode. It's true. You could have even, like, they, everyone ended in the exact same place they ended the episode before. It's true. Except for Julie and, I guess, Lindsay. But you could have done that with other plot lines. And I guess Island Boy Jimmy Cooper. Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? A moment where logic was thrown aside, like the many last names of Julie, only to be replaced by her current last name, which is Julie Cooper Nichols? Cooper Nichols. That's insane. 
Yeah. What was her maiden name? I don't know. Anyway, did I find a moment that had that little logic attached to it? Yeah. I did. Which find? Zach going to the nightclub? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, he, it's weird he goes to the bait shop. He, he just spends some time going places. It was a scene that was written by writers who forgot their characters were 17. Yeah, because no, because like you don't go there for a for a yoo-hoo. You pick one up on the way home, and then you and go you home. And you sit in your car, and you cry in your car. Yes. <laughs> and or, you eat McDonald's. Yeah. You eat McDonald's, you drink a yoo-hoo, and you cry in your car. Exactly. That's like what 17-year-olds do. do. That's what 17-year-olds do. But they were like, we would like him to get a whiskey. And they wrote the scene, and they were like, wait. <laughs> wait, these kids are kids. I like how we clarified 16, because Lindsay is 16 in the same grade as them. 16. Though Alex is 17. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and DJ's 43. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so old. I would I would be kind of funny if Julia was like, no, Rizzy, you can't date him because he's 40. He's an adult. He has a mortgage. He has a child who is your age. <laughs> date Mar- him. Marissa, he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> because I got pregnant when I was 18, and you're only 16. Remember my backstory? He's 34, Marissa. <laughs> Marissa, I'm teaching you math, Marissa. Marissa, he's six years older than me, Marissa. <laughs> Kevin, do you have a CW moment? Oh, man, there's just, like, so much. There's so many scenes I, I, I usually, when I do notes, I mark off a scene that could be a CW moment. With, like, a star. I had a bunch yeah. of them. But the one I think I'm going to pick is the one where Ryan t- talks to Lindsay at her house because it makes no sense. It adds nothing because Lindsay just appears at his house later. And the things that she says, the things, no, the things that she says yeah. don't actually, and the things that he, are not reasons. And the, th- the, the path that led them there makes no sense. Like he did, like. It literally feels like he was like, no, no, I got to do this thing with Marissa. Then he finished the thing with Marissa, and he's like, okay, good. Now I can talk to Lindsay, because I couldn't do that before. It's like at some point they gave him a subplot where he was still into Marissa. Yeah. And then he decided to let her go. It is, But that actually happened like two episodes ago. Yeah. It is the most easily solved problem, and they the only reason it was not solved is because plot reasons. And that's the purest... I think of like and thing like, of like not... choosing drama over reason is that it, the only reason it wasn't solved is because the plot and dramatically it said so. And I don't even think they needed to make her not go to the dance with him. I think their eventual end plot yeah. was they were like Lindsay has to be at the house yeah. so she can see Renee. I feel like it would have been better if he like didn't where he's like well, I want to make sure Marissa is like having a good time with friends. I guess I'll accidentally third wheel Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. And brought both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if, because that, that makes sense if Lindsay was like, no, no, that seems fine. And Ryan's like, you sure that seems fine? He's like, no, no, it seems fine. He's like, okay, cool. Cool. That seems fine then. So we're both think it's fine. And then they both be like, that wasn't fine. <laughs> exactly. There are better ways to do this. Other Same storyline. weird thing where they just say facts at each other. Mm-hmm. Like somebody... I don't know. The writing in that scene was bad. Mm-hmm. They just said it's like they did a um a soundboard for other dramas <laughs> where they're like, but you like like we can't be together because you're you. And then they just took it. I w- I did want want to go with you, but I don't know why. Like what? 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 What storyline? 
Anyway, that episode was, I'm going to be honest, probably one of the worst OCs we've seen. It's like the episode where I was so mad because they were playing football. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this one had more of a reason for why. It was just badly written. It was just bad. And it, it only really added, like... Nothing. I don't feel like I got any more depth into any of the relationships. Even the Renee Re- Wheeler-Lindsay reveal, not that great. And could it could have been done last episode. It could have been done an, in another episode. Okay, because Ryan could have driven Lindsay home from the killers... Yeah. And she could have gone up to the door, and her mom opened the door and was like, "Hey, babe, glad well, you're home." Well, they would have had to. I no, mean, it could have been that episode. Yeah, but they, they, but I think they wanted to do the reveal to the Coens at the same time. The, yeah. the point is that because Sandy and Kirsten's storyline didn't touch the other storylines, it was easily transplantable. Yes, like the 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 kids were doing some. The only time they touched was when the was when um. Sandy and uh, Kirsten got Seth out of the house. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like, you could easily just, like, slide Transplant that into anything. A more interesting episode. Really, the kids' plot lines the ones that faltered here. Yeah, progress something. Yeah, nothing progressed. It just did a full loop from the last episode. Yeah, and it ended in the same in place. In the exact same place. They're, the same people are with the same people. And they all realized the same things. Yeah. Which is, they like each other, and Summer and Seth are not really over each other, even though they want to be. Yeah, that was all clarified during the Killers episode. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that's it. Tell us what you guys think, though. Yeah, yeah. let us know what you think of this episode. Uh, best titled episode so far. <laughs> the Snow Sea. The Snow Sea. When I first looked up, I'm like, the snock? <gasps> oh, no, it's much better than that. <laughs> The snow sea. The snow sea. Send us your OC puns. Sure. Yeah. If you have OC puns, send us your OC puns. You can do that on uh, social medias. They're both Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA on Instagram and Twitter. You can also send us email at uh, podcastmoa at gmail.com. Or you can do an even better thing. Because we love when you interact with us. But even better than that is if you give us a review, a rating, or you subscribe to us on your podcast catcher. Yeah, podcatcher. Podcatcher. I've heard them called that. Yeah. Hit us up on your podcatcher of choice. Um, Obviously, Apple Podcast is the yeah. best. But, well, but, but I mean, like, do the RSS it. feeds on other ones as well. Yeah, we love it, and we want you to love us. Yeah. And, and it uh, helps also, people find us. Yeah. And also, I don't know if I've said the other ones. Uh, hey, I have a book out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Endless Hunger. It's available on Amazon uh, dot com for a print book for a paperback, uh, but also it's available on all e readers. And like, if you love fairies, if you love sci fi, if you love urban fantasy, if you love cults or men in hats or fairies, uh, yep, you're losing it a little bit there, Aaron. <laughs> or like creepy thing i don't know i liked it if you've read october day if you read the dresden files this is a book for you yeah yeah and so yeah uh pick it up if you can i very appreciate it endless hunger by kevin weir endless hunger by kevin weir Why was Caleb hiding Lindsay? Will Seth and Alex be happy? Will Summer and Zach be happy? Will Ryan and Lindsay be happy? Will Marissa and DJ be happy? Okay, Kevin, no one cares. That's fair. For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? (laughs) 